You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back, church family. I'm thrilled today to be walking through an Old Testament story just to share a devotion that should give you some encouragement, some hope. Our topic today is recovery ministry, but we're going to look at recovery through the lens of one of our favorite Old Testament characters. My guest and partner today is Sean Hampton. Sean, welcome back. Hey, how you doing? So today, whose story are we going to read? Sean? We're going to be looking at David, but we're going to be looking at it a little different light than most people are used to. I think. So here's what I know about David. Uh, I know that he was the king of Israel, the mm-hmm. best king probably that the nation ever had. Yep. He's the guy that every other king was compared to. This guy was like David or he was not. not. He, um, he was described as a man after God's own heart. Uh, he was a king who would not give himself over to idolatry. So from what I know about David, he was a, he was a good guy. Like, he loved the Lord and walked with the Lord. He wrote lots of the Psalms that we continue to read in church. So this is a man that had a relationship with God, and we would have loved to have King David as a part of our church community. Most definitely. And yet, in the middle of his story, there's a great need for the recovery process. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a problem. I mean, just, you know, not to... I don't think we can sugarcoat the severity of the sin. And that's I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about today, the sin, but also how God used somebody to uh, speak light into his life about the consequences of that sin. So maybe some of our listeners today are in a place where David currently is when we find him in this story. We're going to be reading today from 2 Samuel chapter 12. David has, um, David has committed great sin. Uh, he's committed adultery. He's committed murder. And right now he's hiding alone in the dark with his guilt. That guilt, no doubt, is creating a separation between he and God, between he and others that he leads in the nation, maybe even between he and his family. But uh, David's alone with his sin, and he continues to deny it and cover it up. And maybe for some of the folks who are considering engaging the recovery process, you know, right now, uh, your sin is an addiction or anger out of control or your pride that's just got the best of you. And you need recovery in the same way that David did at this moment. But let's just let's dive in. So. 2 Samuel, chapter 12. You want to read for us, Sean? Yes, I can do that. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There are there were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and he grew it up with him and his children It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep and cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the uh, ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it uh, for the one who who had come to him. David, David, Uh, burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, this man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. So Nathan the prophet, a good friend of King David who loved him, Mm -hmm. he, he walks up to David and tells a story about a precious lamb. The guy's got one lamb and about a rich man. When Nathan hears about the injustice that's happening in his kingdom, 
he can't stand it. Mm-hmm. He's ready to punish it. He knows that this kind of lifestyle cannot be tolerated. Yep. And here comes the boomerang. So Nathan the prophet looks at David and says, you are the man. Yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing is when we hear the story of Bathsheba and the murder that David committed, uh, we're, we're, I mean, I'm shocked. I mean, right. all, I mean, we realize, right. but David was blinded to it. David was blinded to the severity of what he had done. And it says us, I mean, this story of the sheep is a story of David It's amazing. Bathsheba. It's amazing to me how Nathan was able to let David look in a mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, up until now, David couldn't see it. You know, he, has, he was burying it. He was hiding it. He was running from it. He's fine with the secret. When he hears about this kind of injustice, though, he's enraged. Yep. He would never allow this in somebody else, but he's allowed it in himself. Yep. And I think for a lot of us, we, you know, we come to a point in our life where we've distanced ourselves from God. We found ourselves in a sin pattern or a habit or an addiction. And we, we know that we're in desperate need of recovery, but we're telling ourselves, no, I've got this. I'm fine. And we're blind to where we've wound up. We look in the mirror and we don't, we don't see it. Yeah. And so here comes Nathan. Um, Sean, I think the main point that we want to emphasize today is the role of Nathan in this story. Tell me, tell me about Nathan and how he's useful in recovery. All right, Nathan's in a very tough spot. Um, he has been, he, but he, but he chooses to stay faithful to the to what God's called him to do, and that shine that sometimes the very harsh light of the light of Christ into somebody's life around their sin and uh, the hardness of their heart. You, you know, I admire Nathan as I think Nathan must have really loved David, mm-hmm. and certainly he loved the Lord, and he knew that that it was not okay for the King of Israel to continue to act like this. Right. So I think Nathan loves the Lord. Nathan loves David. I don't know if there's anybody else who could have come to David with this and have been successful, you know, and led David to repentance. Right. Especially the way Nathan did it. Um, Jesus isn't the only one that uses parables. Yeah, Nathan was pretty slick. <laughs> he was pretty slick. <laughs> he was pretty persistent. But he presented this in such a way that David was, a, David was able to hear it. And I think yeah. that's a beautiful uh, story for us and how we reproach people about their sins. Well, and maybe for some people, that's just as simple as take the edge off your language. Like if yeah. you're going to, if, if God's calling you today, and no doubt some of our listeners are being called today mm-hmm. by the Lord to speak with somebody they love to say, hey, this has got to stop. This is out of control. Maybe you saying it in a way they can hear it is as simple as take the edge off your language. Yeah. You know, be careful with your tone of voice. Don't come in accusing. You know, find a way to make sure that the person knows that you love them. You know, yeah. maybe just ask God for the wisdom to know how to present this. And you may not have a great story about a you lamb and a rich man and a traveler. Nope. But the Lord still can use you to be that messenger to speak the truth in love and help somebody find the, the healing they need. The other thing that I would encourage is a lot of our listeners today are probably in David's spot. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's somebody you love who's trying to approach you, and they're telling you in every way they know how, please, like, get some help. This is, it's time for this to stop. Like, I want you to reconnect with us and to reconnect with God, and I want to see the light back in your life. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're David today. You listen to the podcast, and you're David your heart's running, got a little hard. Yeah. And you don't see it in the mirror anymore. Yep. I think the light bulb moment for David at this moment in this story is is when was when Nathan said he had no pity. Wow. That 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 the rich the rich man had no pity for stealing the ewe lamb from the from the poor guy. It's amazing that the king of Israel would look up and say, I'm not gonna tolerate that in my kingdom. Right. A man who has no pity for another person, I'm not gonna accept that. 
And God bless him, David had let himself get to exactly that space where he had no pity on Uriah. Mm-hmm. He had no pity really on Bathsheba, to be quite honest, you know, with his actions. Isn't it amazing, though, for me, Sean, that's a, a powerful picture of what Paul talks about as the battle of the flesh versus the spirit. What we all know as that struggle inside us to do what we want to do, which is to please the Lord. Right. But we see ourselves doing the thing that we don't want to do, mm-hmm. which is chasing after our passions or our lust or our sins. We know they hurt other people, and, and we're blinded. We're so blinded by our desire to please or gratify gratify the, the sin or a desire in our heart or an addiction or a need or release our anger or our pride. Right. So blinded by it that for a moment or for a long season, yeah. we lose pity on the other people who are hurt by our actions. And the process of recovery is truly a process of connecting to the consequences of your behavior. Right. Um, and, and, and it's only through connecting with the consequences of your behavior that you're able to, to acquire empathy. Yeah. Um, so you have compassion for what you've done and for those that you have hurt in your, pro- in, in your life and in your sin. And I think that's what we're hearing here um, with the story of David and Nathan, is Nathan is bringing to David the reality and shine light into what he's done. And then the sad part is, is the next step, he has to bring consequences that God has placed upon David for his actions. Well, and even in David's life, you know, he had some suffering from this sin and some consequences. Mm-hmm. And, and even in the next generation, like right. you, if you keep following farther, uh, you're going to see that his children misbehaved in some of the same ways that he misbehaved. And ultimately, it started a civil war in the kingdom. Yep. You know, So David's sin had lasting consequences, and he paid them. But I cannot imagine how sad it would be if David had lived the entire rest of his life never repenting for what he did. Like, mm-hmm. we've read Psalm 51, yeah. you know, this psalm that he wrote out of his moment of repentance. And we at least get to see that King David, a man after God's own heart, once Nathan confronted him, that David repented and David reconnected with God. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, picture of repentance. And I just, I mean, in, ver- in 51.2, he just says, wash away all my inequity and cleanse me from my sin. I mean, you hear the pleading and the desire to reconnect with God and take ownership for what happens. So a couple of things I want to pass on to our church family as we wrap up today. You know, number one, man, our hurts, our habits, and our hangups, uh, they're no respecters of our class or our person. Here, David is a great guy. You know, he, in, in all our memories of David, he's a man after God's own heart. But Sin and his hurts, habits, and hangups called up to him nonetheless. Yep. Second, I just want to encourage you, like, remember how our sin hurts other people. You know, for a moment, David's need to gratify his desires caused him to lose sight of his love for his neighbor, and no longer did he have pity on his neighbor. And, uh, and that, that paralyzed him and hurt him. He would have never allowed that in somebody else, but he let himself get there just by chasing his desires. And the other thing I just want to encourage you is, hey, if you're David or you're Nathan, either way, be faithful today. Mm-hmm. Like if you're Nathan and God is sending you to tell somebody you love that it's time for a change, then ask God to give you wisdom, be faithful in that. And, and I'm going to warn you, it does not always work as well as it worked in this story. So don't don't call me and say, Ben, in the podcast, you said confront, and I lost a friend. You know what? Sometimes it goes that way. And we do that with counsel from God and from others. Absolutely. We reject God's counsel and good counsel all yep. the time. But if you're David, hey, listen up. I'll bet there's somebody in your life that's trying to tell you you're a little more out of control than you think. Mm-hmm. This needs to stop. And you've become blind. 
Listen, ask God to give you wisdom to hear the voices that are speaking to you. Respect Nathan when he comes to you. Hey, thanks for being with us today, Sean. Church family, I hope that you are blessed today and that you'll share this podcast with somebody who will benefit from it.